York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For a hundred years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. You're listening to New York Game Day, uh, brought to you by Bud Light. Sunday's chore, loading Bud Light in the fridge. That's right, it's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. Also, it's time for Jordan Renan's Giants Report, brought to you by Samsung Auto Mall. So, uh, Jordan, hi, how are you? Anita, good to hear from you. How's everything going? We thought you'd be here live and in person, but, of course, you know, you, you ditch Imani and I. It's okay. I, I mean, I just pulled into the parking lot, so I didn't want to, you know, be running in at the last second. It was, it was too tight on time. I'm sorry. <laughs> why? why Amar- I'm going to blame it on the that. rain. Is that all right? Uh, yeah, that's What's cool. That? But, it's, you know, the walk is not bad. It's actually a very pleasant walk. It only took me about 10, I'm not worried minutes. about the walk. I'm worried about the time. You don't want me to be late, do you? No, yeah. We, you gotta, you gotta, we'll find you. You're not on coffin time. We'll find you a little bit. What were you, what were you going to say, Mike? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, showing up just in the nick of time. I mean, that's what Imani does. It's kind of part of the show here, Jordan. So. Wow. Wow, wow. All right, Jordan. Let's, I let's... definitely underestimated how far it was. Jordan, Jordan. Let, let's get right to it. Uh, and, and obviously, no Daniel Jones. Uh, an, another start with, uh, with Tyrod Taylor. Two-part question here. Number one, what can we expect from Tyrod Taylor today against this very good Jets defense? And number two, uh, when do you anticipate seeing Daniel Jones start again this season? I think we're from, let's start with Tyrod. First, you know, he's played pretty well. He hasn't turned the ball over. I think we're going to see a lot of what we've seen from him so far. Uh, The difference in the biggest difference between him and Daniel Jones has been his uh, willingness to take deep shots downfield. And I think we're going to see that again today against the Jets. I mean, that's the, that's what the Giants are looking to do is hit some big plays. I mean, they're not going to be able to sustain sustained, consistent offense. They, they know they still have limitations on their offensive line, right? Their offensive tackles are uh, expected to be Justin Pugh and Tyree Phillips again. I mean, those are two guys that were not on the team, uh, what, three or four weeks ago. So it is what it is. They understand that. Uh, you know, work Saquon Barkley in. Obviously, his, his workload has been huge on his way back. And look for Tyrod to hit big plays. And as for Daniel Jones, so – my understanding is he took more uh, scout team reps on Thursday this week. And to me, that's an indication that they're starting to ramp him up a little bit, that his return is getting closer. So I think the likelihood is that we see Daniel Jones here in the next couple of weeks. I know Adam Schefter said the Dallas game. I think next week is an outside possibility against Las Vegas. Uh, so to me, Daniel Jones is getting close. It's just a matter of getting that clearance. So I know that the last time he had the injury, and I know everyone's like, he was shut down, his season ended there. The reason he was shut down there, he would have come back, but they were bad, right? And it was week 16, 17, 18. There was no reason at that point to bring him back. This time it's a different situation, in my opinion. There's still half the season plus left. So uh, he will return. That's what's expected. 
uh, we will see exactly when. But I think it's coming up in the fairly near future. Jordan, I, I, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, just Uh-oh. like Phil Collins. <laughs> There's, I feel like there's a quarterback controversy brewing, Mm-mm. but there isn't one. So how can we like, tell all these Giants fans, hey, look, Tyrod's playing well. He's doing his job. But Daniel Jones is our guy. How do we get this across to the fan base of New York, the New York Giants? Just follow the money, right? The Giants <laughs> invested in Daniel Jones. They obviously think he could be a high-level quarterback. And don't just look at what he did in the first few games this year. That's recency bias, right? You have to consider what he did last year as well, right? And say, we hope, we, 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 are, we made that investment, that bet, I'm talking from the Giants' perspective, that he is going to be that and more when we have the right pieces around him. So you shouldn't be straying off that five games into his uh, 2023 season. So... If Tyrod Taylor was 23, okay, I think we could have this conversation. Tyrod Taylor is 34, so there's no – he is not part of their future. Daniel Jones may be part of their future, and you have to consider that. That's why he is going to be their starting quarterback when he comes back, regardless of what Tyrod Taylor does there. Thank you. Mike? Jeez. Yeah, hey, Jordan, can you go over their offensive line? Because it just seems like – you touched on it briefly, but, you know – it just seems like these injuries are lingering a lot longer than expected. And who do you expect to come back and win? Yeah, no Andrew Thomas this week. Again, he's made progress, but he's still, uh, you know, he didn't get like a full week of practice in really. He was kind of just working on the side as far as I was told. So that's still obviously a huge problem. Andrew Thomas is their one stalwart piece on the offensive line. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, the rookie center, though, he's going to be back today. That is a benefit because now you can take Ben Bredesen, move him back to left guard, where he's a much better left guard than he is center. So now you're better at center, you're better at left guard, and you're able to move Mark Lewinsky now to the right guard spot and put Marcus McKeithen on the bench. Marcus McKeithen is 67 out of 67 guards in pass block win rate. So now they're better at three positions. The tackle spots still... You know, Justin Pugh at left tackle. I don't think Evan Neal's going to make it for this game. Uh, that was looking very unlikely at last check. So Tyree Phillips again starts at right tackle, which, by the way, I'm not sure is really a downgrade from Evan Neal. Wow. 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 That's unbelievable. Um, so when you're looking at this team and, and you're looking at the defense, why are they so much better than they were before? Are they – I just can't understand. Are you – What's going on? Jordan, are you, Jordan, what are you doing? You clean out your car while you're talking to us? Are you getting the last <laughs> bit of that uh, Starbucks latte with the ice in it? <laughs> I had to move something in my car. I'm sorry. I got things in here, How important are here. we to you, man? Anyway, go ahead, Amani. <laughs> No, but like I just want to understand, like, uh, why, I'm, what, what, I'm sorry, stepped on it. <laughs> how 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 is this defense like? totally look like the defense of last year. Like, right. how, how is this happening? What's going on here? I think it just took a little time for this group to get together. Obviously, that first game was an absolute disaster against Dallas all around. And I think that, you know, the, they've been dealing with the fact that the offense, 
sorry, the offense hasn't really been helping them out that much either. Uh, and I think it's really just, and Wink Martindale said it last week, you know, he thinks that the unit's starting to gel, and I think we're seeing the benefits of that now. It's not like um, on a personnel side, they're getting, they've gotten back all these guys that they're missing. I think it's just more that Bobby Okereke is feeling more comfortable in the defense, right? Uh, Leonard Williams and, and Dexter Lawrence are playing a little bit at a higher level. And, and, and I think it's just all coming good. The rookie cornerbacks now have more time in the system. Because if you think about it, Dory Jackson didn't even play last week. Right? They're out there with two rookie cornerbacks, and we didn't really notice it. And uh, we could say what we want about Washington and their line and their sacks that they take. They were making plays going into that game, and the Giants pretty much shut them down for the most part. So I, I just think you're putting all these things together, and sometimes it takes time. And for that unit in particular, I think that's serving, serving them well. Again, uh, Jordan Renan joining us here at 98.7 ESPN is New York game day. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Sure, the uh, trade deadlines Tuesday at 4, we, we've reached an agreement in principle to trade Amani, but beyond that, do you see anything else going on for the Giants between now and Tuesday? Uh, you know, I think this game plays a big part into that because let's, let's think about the scenario here. If they win, they're 3-5, and five, right, with a matchup with the Raiders the following week. That's going to be a hard sell to the fans to sell off significant players and to John Mara to sell off significant players at that point. If they lose this game, I think it's a lot easier to sell that to your fan base and to your ownership. And, uh, you know, a guy like Leonard Williams or a Dory Jackson, like those are the most likely guys, in my opinion, for the Giants to potentially move. But I, I still think it's unlikely. Maybe like a, a smaller move like Paris Campbell, right? He doesn't really have a role here right now. Maybe somebody needs a veteran receiver for a couple million dollars for the rest of the year. Maybe that's a possibility, something like that. But I don't expect them to be overly active because the reality is, Mike, they don't have a lot of guys to, that have value. And even guys like Leonard Williams and Adoree Jackson, they make a lot of money, so it makes it really hard to move them. Leonard Williams is still going to be owed about $10 million for the rest of this season. So that's a big ask for a team to be able to take on in the middle of the season. Uh, and really, what's your return on a rental guy like that? So uh, it, 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 I think it's just – I think it's a, it's a the Giants situation and the money situation makes it unlikely they're going to be overly active. Any final questions for Jordan before we let Jordan, uh, well, I'll, let's end on this. Uh, what are your expectations for today's game? Uh, for me, it's a toss-up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win. Two very good defenses, two very good running backs. I think that's going to be really the key to the game here. Uh, who do you have winning and why, Jordan? I probably have the Jets. I mean, I, the, it's just I have a hard time looking at the Giants' offense and finding ways for them to really make uh, – you know, to score points. Uh, I think the Jets have probably the better defense of the two, but man, I, if they're, it's just a matter of who makes the mistake, right? Who makes the big mistakes in this game that lead to points for the other team in regards to turnovers, uh, you know, fumbles or, you know, bad plays by the quarterback, interceptions, sacks, whatever. Uh, but whichever team makes that big mistake and that leads to points because I'm having a hard time finding any way either team gets the 20 without it. So. Uh, I'd probably lean towards the Jets in a close one, but it, it, like I agree with you, Nita. It, it, it is kind of like a toss-up here because 
neither offense is going to be capable, in my opinion, of, of putting up significant points. I think in a gambling perspective, I think the play here is the under. Again, it opened up at, at 36 and a half. It dropped down to 35. Now it's sitting at 34. It continues to drop. Uh, wow. are, you in a, are you in agreement with that? Are, are you? On the uh, rain, too. Are, That's going to make it. getting low, man. Too. Wow, that is, that is low. 34 for an NFL game is crazy low. Right. Uh, but, yeah, unless, unless uh, you're, you're looking at a big special teams play or a turnover, I don't see either side getting there. I don't know. I think this is a game. I see Saquon just like putting the stamp on. This is why I'm here. This is this is this is a you know. If if Saquon takes this game over, uh, which I anticipate him doing, I think this is going to be Saquon's breakout game of the season. Well, here here's one last one for you, Jordan. Do you know how many yards know, he ran for last time? I was just yeah. That's you know what I was just. That's what I was. That's what. Yeah, just one. one. Yeah. So that's what. So that's what I was going to tee up for you, Jordan. Is is I, I think Amani's onto something here. I mean, you know, I'm sure that's been sitting in his craw for uh, for four, four years. years for four years now. So I'm sure he wants to go off. Jordan, thank you so much. Uh, missed seeing you in person, but nonetheless, thank you for joining us on New York Game Day. And enjoy yeah, your I'll Starbucks. Enjoy your I'll Starbucks take, I'll take that one. Love coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, they said the they Starbucks were, gift they were cards. Actually they're actually goldfish graham crackers that I stepped on in the car. That's what oh, happened okay. here. Wonderful. That had the mic get down there. I don't understand. This is whole, now you just opened up a whole can of worms of what actually went on. Well, he went probably on. has his earbuds on. You're on the Bluetooth. You're yeah, on the Bluetooth. Exactly. Oh, Come on. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm a little too old for the Bluetooth. The joys of having kids. <laughs> Teddy graham crackers on the bottom of your car. I still got the wires. I like the wires. <laughs> You're old school. That's why. You're old school. And, and actually, it's supposed to be healthier for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Renan's Giant Report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings at Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram. They're overstocked with Jeep Wrangler uh, four by E, e models. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's hard. It's A, see? <laughs> that four by E. <laughs> I, I remember for weeks I've been doing this read and messing it up. Well, that this four is my e. first time reading this. Okay. Jeep Wrangler 4xE models in Almost Go. Uh, Route 1 in Woodbridge, New Jersey, or shop online at sansonejeep.net. I'm sorry, did I take your read from you? No, no, that's I fine. Would've... That's fine. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be doing your job. That's all right, you know. Uh, when we come back, we were talking about uh, you're the starter. I'm the bench warmer. Stop. That's okay. I'm just I'm the point guard. No, no. You I'm, guys, you guys. I'm the point. I, no, I, I'm yeah. I'm the point guard. You guys, you guys score the points. Uh, when we come back, Mike, I, I do want to. We mentioned Leo Williams potentially being traded. I, I want to throw out some other players out mm -hmm. there for the two of you, and and Mike specifically to get your thoughts on who you think is is gonna you know change uniforms mm -hmm. come Tuesday afternoon. That next right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Around the League, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. And since we are just uh, a few days away from the trade deadline, let's dive into that. Uh, again, we just heard from uh, from Jordan Renan talking about there. there is some talk and speculation that Leo Williams uh, will be traded. And he said it really depends on, on what happens and what's the outcome of this game, make it a lot easier for Giants fans to uh, to stomach. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on Leo Williams and, and, you know, do you feel that he will be dealt from the Giants? Uh, yeah, look, he's been disappointed since being acquired by the Giants from the Jets, ironically. Um, I always thought the best fit would be Buffalo. Obviously, the Brian Dayball connection to the Bills and, you know, uh, Daquan Jones is hurt. Ed Oliver came back the other night. Um, but they could use some depth behind Jordan Phillips. So if they would trade Leonard Williams, I think Buffalo makes a ton of sense. Um, some other defensive players, guys, that that the uh, rumor mill is uh, is circulating uh, in regard to potential trades. Buda Baker, Patrick Sertain, um, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Hunter from Minnesota, Brian Burns, just to name a few. Um Mike, who are some of the defensive players that, that you feel could potentially be, be traded, uh, some, some bigger names that you feel, and, and where do you think that they would go? You know, Chase Young, to me, he's going to be a free agent. He's been a guy that has uh, A ability and, you know, for whatever reason, injury or otherwise, has just been, you know, a B player. And sometimes those are the ones that get, you know, traded and get a change of scenery. And, you know, there was a rumor about possibly Chicago. Um, you know, Chicago has a ton of picks. they got to win some games. Um, Montez Sweat is the other defensive end in Washington that's going to be a free agent, too. So um, I think that was one to keep a close eye on. Any of those defensive players uh, I, I I threw out there? Uh, I think, what about Jerry Judy? That might be a guy, you know. Well, offensively. So yeah. o- so offensively, some some players out there that, that uh, Hunter Renfro, who I actually – I love Hunter Renfro – um, you know, obviously is his fallen by the wayside with the Raiders right now, but I just I I think he's great. But he has a big price tag, right? Uh I, I don't that's that's Mike's question. Yeah, Amani, and that's what Fox is saying about you. That's what's holding up this game. <laughs> <laughs> is the juice worth the squeeze, right? <laughs> uh Jerry Judy, uh really like everybody available, right? With that on, on that Denver Broncos team. Zach Ertz. And in uh, quarterback-wise, possibly Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so, 
Yeah. And, and De- De- Devontae Adams, his name has been thrown out there as well. So, uh, so Mike, on the offensive side of the ball, who are some of the, the, the players that you anticipate? Uh, and let, let's not forget, of course, there's some talk and speculation, Saquon Barkley, although he's been guaranteed that he's not. Derek Henry reports today that Tennessee Titans have guaranteed him that he will not be traded. There's Dalvin Cook in the backfield for the Jets, who's underutilized. There's Antonio Gibson with Washington. There's a number of offensive players that can help other teams. Uh, who do you anticipate to be treated, traded by Tuesday? Yeah, a lot there. You know, I thought Devontae Adams to the Cowboys made a ton of sense. Obviously, he's not happy there. Dallas is really struggling in the red zone. You want to help CD and Lamb out, go get him another number one. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill to uh, Atlanta makes a lot of sense to me. You know, you, you hear about possibly Jacoby Brissett going back to Cleveland, given what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Um, so we'll see. And Derrick Henry to Baltimore, again, that makes a lot of sense for both teams. Um, and we'll see if, you know, Tennessee changes their mind between now and uh, Tuesday at 4. So, again, uh, trade deadline coming fast and furious on Halloween, mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Are you uh, – do you dress up with your, your – your children are older now, right? Do they – I have uh, two 13-year-olds, and I have a, a, nine-year- a nine-year-old. Oh, so are you taking the nine-year-old trick-or-treating? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we, we go trick-or-treating a little bit. That was a good opportunity for, for a, a Brian Dable nope. Nope. Yeah. And our, our yep. Do we <laughs> – Nope yep. and yep. Nope. Um, so, so you're are you're not dressing up with your? I ne- I'm not a big Halloween fan. I'm like, not I'm either. Not. But if I had children, I would dress up and take them trick or treating. I Amani. used to when they were little, little younger. You know when they're. Oh, at nine, nine. At nine, it's not cool to go trick or treating at nine anymore. It, it, yeah, but she, you know, but now they just want to go with their friends, so they have a whole oh. friend group, and they all go. And it's not like before when they wanted to hang out with daddy and mommy. Now they don't want to hang out with. Got daddy it. And You're not cool. No. I, I have you it. ever got this one, Mike? My daughter. I t- I'm talking to her about things that are going on in her life and how you know things are changing, whatever. She's like, Dad, things aren't the same as they were back in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. She hit me with that. I almost started crying. But, oh man, Mike. 1900s. Mike, do you do do you do anything for for Halloween? Yeah, our our kids are out of the house, so uh, <laughs> you know, we're we're, 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 there, we're just there distributing the candy. Yeah. So, oh, I was gonna say, oh, so you're throwing swanky Halloween parties, is what Mike are Tannenbaum's you, doing down yeah, there in yeah, Boca exactly. Raton. Oh no, he's yeah. turning off the lights and making making sure making it seem like nobody's you know nobody's home. <laughs> you're one of those like you're one of those houses. <laughs> Turn off the lights. You know, make sure nobody comes around. You know what's funny when you know when when they when somebody leaves like a, a like a like a, a bucket of candy outside, yeah. like don't knock on my door. Just take the candy. Yeah, that was me before I had kids. <laughs> that was me before I had kids. I just I'll put the candy out. If you guys want to take all, if one person takes all the candy, so be it. <laughs> I tried. Man, grown. I I did horrible things on Halloween when I was a kid. I'm I not gonna imagine. lie. I'm not gonna I lie. I can imagine. I'm not gonna lie. Toilet sh- paper, sh- eggs, sh- we- shaving hey, cream. I- Anita, should oh, we just man. chop off the on the Halloween part of that sentence? <laughs> man, it, it's I was we would terror like we would li- we would terrorize our our neighborhood. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But it anyway. was Anita. She bought me. She made me do it. She made me do it. <laughs> she made me do it. Anyway, uh, around the league, uh, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure to grab a Tullamore Dew during today's action. And remember, when it's game time, it is Tully time. Guys, a few minutes before 
We have Rich Samini who's joining us. And I, I want to have this discussion. And Mike, I want to get your thoughts on this. This, this, is, this, is my, this is my perception in regard to what's happened with the San Francisco 49ers. They sell their soul to the devil to move up to three. Kyle Shanahan falls in love with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Wasn't who they were going to trade up for, but that's who they ended up picking. What's he doing now? He's holding a clipboard for the Dallas Cowboys behind Dak Prescott. But lo and behold, Brock Purdy's drafted last overall in the NFL. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. So that would mean that 31 teams with phenomenal scouting departments passed up on him at least seven times, if not more teams, of course, that get two draft picks or three draft picks in the course of a round. And then he comes in and – He's Jesus in cleats, right? He was walking on water. He's the, he's the end-all, be-all. He's the everything. Then what happens? Offensive line gets injured. Christian McCaffrey's playing at 75% because of an oblique injury. Debo Samuel, he's not on the roster. Then what happens? Interceptions, and the San Francisco 49ers have lost two straight. I truly believe that Sam Darnold's the best quarterback on that roster, but they're not going to play him. You know why? Because they want everybody else in the world to think that they've found this diamond in the rough is Mr. Irrelevant. And I think that the 49ers are going to lose today against the Cincinnati Bengals. If they were to go with Sam Darnold, I would feel differently. Mike, what do you think about my scenario? Do you think I'm nut or do you think I'm on to something? No, uh, a little bit somewhere in the middle. A uh, couple of interesting <laughs> things to me. <laughs> well, kind of nuts. Brock, Brock Purdy's been a good player, and you know coaches are selfish. They want to win. So if he's healthy, he deserves to play. But I do think there's something really interesting going on. You know, There's literally hundreds of transactions that happen at the start of the league year. Players signed, cut, traded, whatever. The number one intriguing move to me was on the first day of free agency, the 49ers guaranteed Sam Darnold $4 million, and they had Trey Lance. So there is something that Kyle Shanahan sees in Sam Darrell. It's probably not going to come to fruition today, but something really interesting is going on out there that they were so aggressive getting a quarterback that really had, you know, up until then, like a very nondescript career. Not even that. Like, why why all of a sudden was there all this interest in Sam Darnold? One, and... and well, he finished last year, the last six weeks of the season, he finished as a top quarterback in the NFL. The last six weeks, he was averaging nine yards per pass attempt. He had nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. If you go back and you yeah. look at the game film last year in Cincinnati with not a fantastic offensive line, not a, not, not a ton of really outstanding weapons to work with, keep in mind they traded Christian McCaffrey, Sam Donald was actually performing quite well. No, I get it, but it was like – just like Mike said, it's like, why was that their first right out of the cage? Because well, I think they knew. I think they knew they swung and missed with Trey Lance, and I think that no, they were. And, and, and at that point in time, maybe they didn't know exactly all that they had with 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 Brock Purdy. And don't forget, Brock Purdy hurt his elbow. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah, but Mike, this is a good question for you. Like, wh- you have a quarterback that's playing and that's playing well, right? And you go out. And the first thing you do is get another quarter. I, that that just kind of I don't know. There there's something there. There I think Anita's right. There's something there in the fact that that was their first round of the cage. You you go to the NFC Championship. Your quarterback gets hurt. It's a it's an injury that's not going to keep him out for a long period of time. No matter if they did the entire surgery or whatever. Why are they looking for another quarterback? Hmm. Yeah. No. Food, it's food totally for fair. thought. 
Food for thought. 800-919-3776. Phone calls keep coming in. Also, we've got Rich Samini. We heard from Jordan Renan. We're going to hear from Rich Samini next with our Jets report when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Time now for the Rich Samini Report, brought to you by London Jewelers. Rich, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Anita. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, let's do a deep dive into the, into this matchup, and we've been talking about it earlier in the show. Amani, his keys to the game is Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Brees Hall, mm-hmm. running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. What say you? Do you feel that will be the key here for the Jets to make sure Brees Hall has a good game against the Giants? When when Brees Hall plays well, the Jets play well. It's uh, it's pretty easy. So I, I believe when he scores a touchdown, they're seven and zero in his career, his short career. And so, yeah, I, I think that'll be the Jets game plan. The only thing is, I think, you know, with Wink Martindale, he's going he's gonna to put eight or nine guys show a lot of cover zero blitzes, which is going to force Zach Wilson probably to, you know, change some plays at the line of scrimmage and throw more than he would like. So I think that it'll be a little cat and mouse game there. You know, I think the Jets are going to want to run, but they're not going to want to run into eight or nine man fronts. So, Rich, I want to figure out, this to me is going to be the game that's going to expose Zach Wilson for either a quality starter in this league or a quality backup, a a legitimate NFL player, or is he a guy that the Jets are going to have to move on from? Because this is a game that the Giants game plan, in my opinion, is they're going to stop the run and force Zach Wilson to beat him. And now this is the opportunity for Zach Wilson to – you know, not only physically, you know, make the throws and all that, but you got to set the protections. You got to make sure, uh, get in and out of the, the right plays. There's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of disguised looks. Do you think that this is going to be a career-defining game for Zach Wilson, kind of like I do? Well, I do think I, that, that's a pretty strong statement there, Monty. I. But I, I do think I it's going to tell strong. us a lot. Okay, you're coming strong. You're coming in hot. Uh, I, I, I think, but you know, it, you, you raise a lot of interesting points because I do think it'll tell us a lot his, about his cerebral approach to this because, you know, I think back to the preseason matchup between the two teams, and I remember the play that the, the uh, Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson touchdown pass where Aaron got to the line of scrimmage and the Giants were showing cover zero and Aaron knew immediately what was going on, and he, and he checked to a, a, a back shoulder fade to Garrett Wilson, and of course yes. they scored. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is Zach Wilson going to be able to get to the line of scrimmage and diagnose things that quickly and, and make those kind of adjustments? That's the key question. So I think you, you hit on a really good point there. They're just going to show a lot of different pressures. Like, uh, like uh, Nathaniel Hackett said, it's the proverbial cheesecake factory menu that uh, Wake Martindale is calling his plays off. He's got a very large selection of plays and it's going to be a mental test for Zach Wilson. Absolutely, yeah. Mike? Hey, Rich, first of all, we appreciate you being on time, unlike your counterpart in <laughs> the Giants, Jordan Renan, who is late, so this interview is off oh, to okay. a heck of a good start. Well, thank <laughs> One you, Mike. For the Giants. Always appreciate kind words for you. Excuse me. Um, just overall big picture, Rich, with uh, you know this being the Jet-Giant game, um, we talked earlier in the show just, you know, what it means to the front office or ownership. Did you get a sense this week that um, being around the guys and the, and the locker room, like does this game have more meaning to the Jets? 
Yeah, you know, that's I asked a ton of players that this week, and I, you know, it's a once of every four year game, so I don't know if you could call it like a true rivalry. Um, you know, like John Franklin Myers, we asked about him, and I thought he had a really when I talked to him at his locker, the Jets defensive end, I thought he had a really candid response. He goes, "I don't want to be the king of New York. I want to be the king of the NFL." And uh, so, yeah, I think it's probably not that much juice here. I think the players are more intrigued by the whole idea of having to go to the other sideline, the visitor sideline in their home stadium. And a few players mentioned that. You know, but you did make an interesting point there, and, and you would probably know this better than anyone. Like, on the ownership level, I bet it probably means more on the ownership level than maybe the player level. Um, because for the players, you know, they come and go. I looked this stat up. This is an incredible stat. The last time these two teams played play was 2019. We all know that. The Jets only have two players left from that team. Quinton wow. Williams and, uh, and Thomas Hennessy, the long snapper. So uh, the players come and go, but the ownership stays the same. So I'd be real curious. I bet it means something to the owners. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I, think, I, think this is, I think this is Army, Navy. I think this is Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, especially for a Giants team, that the probability I was looking, you know, the, the Brainiacs up there in Bristol came up with the algorithm in regard to like, you know, a, a team that let's just say is three and five or uh, two and six, whatever the case may be. You're, you're talking about a nine percent or a two percent chance of making it to the postseason. You know, this very well could be the Giants Super Bowl where, uh, let's be honest, the, the Jets opportunity of making it to the postseason a lot more alive right now than the Giants are. Uh Rich, you know, let, let's let's talk about this defense, right, and, and just how good they are. I mean, what, what I find interesting about this matchup today is you're talking about uh, the Jets' defense, who's just been really fantastic all season long, and then the Giants' defense that has really come alive the last two weeks. So two very good defenses, two quarterbacks that not necessarily can put this team on their shoulder pads, no pun intended, and carry this team, but two running backs who I think the success of the running backs. So I just I feel like – these teams are mirror, mirroring each yeah, other yeah. in this matchup today, defense-wise. What, what do you think? How do you think they come out? What do you think they need to do? Do you think they could, they could stop Saquon Barkley, who only had one rushing yard against them the last time he played in a game against the Jets that mattered? Yeah, I think the defensive lines are going to own this game. I think you could see a bunch of sacks today. Both teams have good defensive lines. You know, Dexter Lawrence is playing much better for the Giants. they got Leonard Williams. The Jets' D-line is more of a team effort. You know, they come at you with eight or nine guys. Um, Quinnen Williams is still really good. And Bryce Huff, their situational rusher, is one of the leading rushers in the league based on pressure percentage. So I think the defensive lines could take over this game. We might be see a lot of negative plays today. You know, the play, a lot of plays in the backfield, a lot of disruption. So I think the defensive lines could take over this game. And I give the Jets a slight edge on defense. I just think their defense is playing well. They've been taking it away. The big question is, can they play in the first half? I mean, when are they going to get off to a good start? The Jets, are, they've trailed at halftime every game this year. They've given up nine touchdowns in the first half of games, but only one in the second half. It's like a, it's like a totally different defense after halftime. I'd like to see them play a complete game for a change. Yeah, to me, that when I hear a team that comes out slow and then makes the adjustments at halftime, that to me is a, a, sound, a sign of a good coaching staff that can see problems and solve them coming out of the locker room. And I, I think last year the Giants were a very uh, big second-half team as well. But w when you look at this game, what do you think is going to be um, 
you know, like, I feel like the key for the Jets this to, to win is for them to stop Saquon Barkley um, and, and make, uh, I guess, yeah, just like you said, mirror images. Both, quarter, both teams want to force the other team's quarterback to win the game. Uh, it, that being said, which quarterback do you think is a better, uh, has a better chance of, of doing that, taking this te- their teams on their back and winning a football game in the NFL? Yeah, well, I would give the edge to Tyrod Taylor right now, and yeah, Zach Wilson has improved the last few weeks, but it's been, you know, it's been negligible improvement. Tyrod Taylor's been around, you know, he's just seen everything. Uh, I don't think he's going to be surprised by anything the Jets throw at him. Uh, he's a real good game manager, and with the ability, as he as he's shown the last couple of games, just to get some chunk plays, you know, in the passing game, he can get the ball downfield. And you're absolutely right, Amani. It's just both teams have the same strategy. They're going to want to force the teams to throw, especially that the Jets got their corners back with Gardner and Reed being back. They trust those guys a lot, uh, and so, but they do it different ways. You know, like with with Wink Martindale, he's going to throw pressure looks and play a lot of man to man. Jets do it the other way. You know, they only rush four and they play a lot of zone. So it's it's a contrast in styles, but I think the objective is the same. Again, Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN with your, uh, with your Jets report. Uh, last question for you from me, and, and, and that is, what are your expectations for this game? Uh, who do you think wins? What's the score? What's, how does this play out? I'm picking the Giants 20-16. to 16. Um, I, for the, Yeah, a little bit of an upset. Not much. I mean, I think the teams are – I think the Jets are a better team on paper. Uh-huh. They have a better roster. But two factors that we, we – one of them we discussed is the Zach Wilson factor going against this defense. That would concern me. The other factor is the Jets are just bad coming off bye weeks. Uh, they're 0-2 under Sala. But if you look at it, they've actually lost their last seven. For the last seven years, wow. they haven't won coming off the bye week. It goes all. It's not just a solid thing. It, it was a gaze thing, and it was a bold thing. For whatever reason, they just they just do not play well coming off the bye week. And so, for those reasons, uh, I just see a low scoring. I think I picked twenty sixteen Giants. I just see a low scoring game. Uh, kicking game will be very important today. But I just see Tyrod Taylor making fewer mistakes than Zach Wilson. Hey, Darren Wall. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Sorry about that. Could you imagine that a giant just speaking out of turn like that, Rich? Um, <laughs> yeah. hey, Rich, any any thoughts on the trade deadline between now and Tuesday for the Jets? Oh yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike. Uh, yeah, so the Jets have two players that I think they'd be willing to trade. In fact, I know they'd be willing. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Carl Lawson. Both guys are not happy with their playing time. They're in reduced roles right now. I think the Jets are would, are waiting by the phone for anyone who wants to call. I think there's perfectly willing to engage in conversation regarding those two players. And, um, you know, will they get moved? I think Lawson has a better chance than Cook. I'd be surprised if Cook got traded just because, you know, he's got about $3 million left on his salary for this year. And, you know, we know how the running back thing goes in the NFL. But uh, in terms of acquiring players, I think the Jets are looking for depth on the offensive line. But who's trading good offensive linemen? Nobody. You know, there's not enough good ones to go around. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the Jets are going to be uh, picking up any studs on the offensive line. They would like a receiver depth, but uh, I don't think anything's going to materialize. So if I had to bet right now, I think Carl Lawson getting traded is probably the most likely thing to happen for the Jets. Well, going back to today's game, Darren Waller, the tight end, has been, you know, been flashing the last couple of weeks. 
you know, you talk about the Jets playing a lot of zone. The one thing that kills the zones are, are tight ends over the middle. Uh, how, what do you think the Jets are going to do to try and slow Darren Waller down? Yeah, it's a good point because they've, they've actually had some issues with tight end coverage this year. They've, they've given up a, co- a couple of uh, explosive plays to tight ends, including the uh, Patriots' third stringer who, who broke a, a real long one, the key play in that game, way back in uh, week three, I think it was, week three or week four. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an issue for the Jets. You know, they do, they've had historically issues with tight ends. Um, you know, they could use a three-safety look. They've showed a little bit of that, perhaps with uh, Adrian Amos coming off the bench and like a big nickel type of package against Waller. Waller is basically a wide receiver. I mean, he's just a big, fast guy. I remember when Waller was with the Raiders here in Adam Gase's last year, uh, 2020. Oh, my God, I think Waller had 10 catches in that game. The Jets could not stop him that day. Um, that was a long time ago by NFL standards, so uh, I'm sure they have a plan for him, but they – you know, it's been uh, it's been a touchy subject for the Jets with tight ends. Rich, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the game. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You Have got it. One. You got it. Rich Samini, Jets Report, uh, brought to you by Engagement Experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills. Shop online, LondonJewelers.com. Also, I'm not sure if you guys podcast, uh, but Rich has a phenomenal podcast called Flight Deck. Uh, all about the Jets. So make sure wherever you do consume your podcast, make sure you uh, you look for it and you download it and you listen to it because uh, I, I feel Rich Rich has his finger on the pulse of this Jets team better than most. Uh, we are going to kick off hour number three with my locks of the week, which, by the way, uh, haven't. Uh, what is, what's it up to? Let us know. We, got, we need the grades. Did Everybody see, gets grades. Did you see yesterday's best bet on Daily Wager? I, I did. Had, I had Kansas plus eight and a half. I won. You see all right, that? all right. Okay, that's great. That's that's a, that's one battle. What about the war? The entire season. What is your statistical breakdown? Let us all know it. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you when we get back. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> it has it it has it has not been good. It has not been good to say the least. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Amani Tumor and I we are broadcasting from the Meadowlands Racetrack, right above the Fanduel Sportsbook. It's starting uh, to heat up in here. If you yes, it is. If you are heading out to the game. Uh, the rain has subsided, so it uh, looks like uh, tailgating uh, looks like it's going to be in full effect, which is great. If you want to head out here to the racetrack, uh, just walk in and go up the escalator, and we are to your left. So come say hello. Amani signing autographs. Uh, walk I'm- from the stadium here. It's not that far of a walk. But it is a pretty far walk. So you give were, yourself about 10, 15 minutes. You were a hot mess <laughs> when you walked in here this morning, walking from – the state. I'm just saying, you were a complete hot mess. I was. I had, I you was had sweating. sweat beads yeah. dripping, you know, down your take, head. I, I had to take your, off my shirt because I didn't want to ruin the shirt. I have, to, I have stuff to do the rest of the day. I don't want right. to be all sweaty. Like eat, like eat in the press box. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike what, who, who has the best food? The Dallas Cowboys, right? Dallas Cowboys press box has the best food? Um, you know, I don't really, you know, like with most of the – Stadiums I've been to, I just go to the coach's box. Um, oh, ooh, so I probably wouldn't be. Ooh, yeah, I wouldn't be la, 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 la. Bougie, <laughs> bougie Mike Tannenbaum. I just go to the we coach's have, box. We have the flame, okay? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I have heard that the Dallas Cowboys press box has oh. the best food. 
just throwing that I've out I've only there. been to the Giants. I didn't know that they were. I thought it was just standard. No, you know, no. Chicken fingers. No. I think I think I think there's like lobster. I think it's like lobster. And no, steak. stop. Oh, yeah. How do you get lobster? First of all, if you get lobster you know in what Texas. It, you know why? Because it's Jerry. Because it's Jerry Jones. Sure, lobster in Texas. And he wants. No, no, no. There's no. And he wants. No he wants. Body of he wants water to, by there. He wants to one up everyone. Doesn't Jerry <laughs> Jones? Right. He wants to one up everyone. <laughs> so talk about a stadium. Uh, don't get me started. Anyway, I've been uh, there before. Yeah, that's a nice stadium. But I didn't go on the field. What does that I mean? I went to like Jerry Jones had a party there at oh. the Super Bowl. I cr- so. <laughs> and I wanted to go on the field just to see it, and they were like, "No, nah, sorry, can't do it." So, so I was like, do you know who I am? Nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. So, so Mike, <laughs> Mike, have you have you been to the combine yet? Yeah, I, I used to go to the combine with the. Uh, I went. I played as a player, right? Well, not as a player, as and a media person. I go. No, not as I go as a, a legend Ooh. for the NFL legend. Oh. People know me around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> I went as a legend. Yeah, no, they have the, le- legend. the NFL legends. And you know, I went there and right. I was with the, with the players. What's his name? Tony. Tony over. Tony Richardson. Richardson, Yeah, right. he's going to be here today. Who didn't know how to spell Jets, but it, that's okay. He went to Auburn. I mean, this, this, oh, this SEC stuff. I don't know what to tell blows. you. And the funny thing about blows. it is I talked to him about that, and he goes, uh, it was a rever- reverb. I couldn't hear, you know, whatever. And I, of course, you make fun of him. But oh, then, Tony, Tony's awesome. Yeah, but I, I go to, I went to, the, I did the uh, at Las Vegas. They had the um, where you can, uh, where I was supposed to announce the, the draft picks. Right. And I go to Brian Dable, like, because we had like a little sponsored thing at the Giants. And I go to him, I'm like, look, I'm gonna do the second pick of the draft. So make it somebody that I can uh, pronounce. Pronounce her name. Right. I mispronounced the guy's name. Of course you did. <laughs> but so so Mike, so I love the I love the combine. I love going to the it's combine. Great. And so one night uh, we're there. I'm not going to name names uh, because they're they're very well known. Names have changed. Protect beat, the innocent. Beat reporters, and it was a late night. Maybe we had one too many. We crashed Jerry Jones' trailer. No. Oh man, we went. We just we opened the door. We walk right in, and we're like, what? And we we took video. Was he there? No. Oh, you. Oh, wow. No, his, his big Dallas Cowboy trailer that, yeah. that he yeah, takes yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we just, we, 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 busted, the, we busted in. We were taking photos. We were laying everywhere. We were taking videos. And then we were, Did you take anything? We walked out. Cups? We were like, we were, no, we, Napkins? we walked out. We were like, none of us, we, we need to make a pack. Like, we, none of us post any of this. We're going to get injured. <laughs> we'll get fired. Totally crashed Jerry's yeah. bus. 